God bless you tonight. May God smile upon you. We praise God for each and every one of you that had stopped by to visit us tonight on this Friday, Living the Word. Let's have a word of prayer before we go into our lesson on tonight. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, we do delight ourselves in you. God, we delight ourselves in knowing you more and knowing you more in a greater way. God, we pray that you would touch each and every one that are under the sound of my voice tonight in the name of Jesus. God, we can't demand anything from you, but you've given us a power of asking. And God, there's something in the asking tonight. You said, ask and it shall be given. God, we believe your word. We believe you and our faith. Our faith says yes to you. Thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Oh, God, and your love and your kindness that you bestowed upon us one more time. Now, God, use me tonight. Let your word go out. Let it find that place, that secret place in the heart or in the mind of man and women everywhere. And God will praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God smile upon you. Thank God for each and every one of you. Thank God for you that are here tonight in person. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. I want to talk to you tonight. Um, I want to talk to you tonight, and I pray that it will be a blessing to you. Um, I want you to go to Psalms chapter or Psalms division, the 89th division of the book of Psalms. Uh, I want to look at actually a couple of verses. And when I read these couple of verses, I'm going to give you some study scriptures. So when you have your study time, that you will add these to your Bible studies. All right. Let's look at the 89th division of Psalms. And I want, I think I want verse. 21st, and then I'm going to go to verse 33. All right. This is 89th, the 89th division of Psalms and verse 20. I have found David, my servant, with my holy, I, I'm sorry, I have a, I have found David, my servant, with my holy oil. Have I anointed him and verse 33 nevertheless my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him nor suffer my faithfulness to fail on tonight I want to talk about God's faithfulness will not leave us God's faithfulness will not leave us. If you can write this down, um, I want you to look at, for your Bible studies, look at Jeremiah chapter 19, verses 9 and 10. We'll probably go to it later. And then uh, Job chapter 14, verses 7 through 14. And if that doesn't keep you in your word, 
look at 2 Samuel, that whole chapter 11 of 2 Samuel. Okay? God's faithfulness will not leave us. My brothers and my sisters, it is a, it was something that I, as I was studying, and we've heard it often, and I gave it to you out of 89th Division of Psalms, when we found that, uh, that David, that God anointed, um, David was a man after God's own heart. And we find that in that verse 20, I have found David my servant with my holy oil, have I anointed him. And um, when we look at that, you will look at all the things that David had did. But how was he a man after God's own heart? And you'll find the scripture that tells us that God anointed him. And my brothers and sisters, if you look at and follow some of the some of the successes of David and his reign as he was king, his relationship with the Lord. Um, God described him in 1 Samuel chapter 13 and verse 14. Actually, <coughs> turn to it, 1 Samuel chapter 13 and verse 14. Uh-huh. And you find it that says, um, but now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord hath commanded him to be the captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded. Now that's the scripture that we quote often, that David was a man after God's own heart. Now, if you look at that, King Saul has had he had an early success with God, but it did not land. It did not last. And as Saul had uh, fell out of grace with God, God had somebody, and the Bible said that David was a man after his own heart. Now, one would say, well, after everything that David had did. My brothers and sisters, if you look at it, this was the heart that David had towards God never changed. And I want to really um, put emphasis on that. The heart that David had as God had chose him, the youngest of Jesse's sons, David's heart never did change. But what he did, David did actions. David did um, things that God was displeased with him in doing. But his heart never changed. Well, let's look at this. We put David in a post position. <laughs> 
after he had um, the relationship that he had with Bathsheba and after the um, having his having Bathsheba's husband killed take her had taken Bathsheba and got her pregnant she had a child David had blood on his hands David was dead wrong but what we found what we find out in scripture that David's heart did not change he yet loved them some God so one would ask the question can you displease God in your actions Break God's commandment, but yet love God. Well, you can't love the world and God at the same time. Job, Job says something. Stay with me now. Very interesting. Um, go to Job, if you can. And I think I had, um, yeah, Job chapter 14. And if you look at verse 7, um, you get, you know what? Maybe I better go ahead and do it. Job chapter 14. When you have it, say amen. Job chapter 14. And I want you to look at verse 7. I'm not going to read them all. But Job says something. Job 14 and 7. He talks about a tree and he says, there is hope for a tree. Even if it's cut down, even if it's cut down, that he says a tree will grow or sprout again. And that tender branch, that leaf will continue to grow because it has even, and even though the root might be old of that tree, if it's cut down, that it can still grow. Then he brings in and talks about um, if a cut down branch or a cut down tree, if it just gets just a scent of water, how just that scent of water can bring something that you may think is dead back to life. But then he goes further and says, and the question a lot of time that we ask, and, and quite often we hear it at funerals, which my brothers and sisters is so powerful in that chapter 14. It's not really, these are not funeral verses. But it's facts that Job has. God gives him some insight here. He asked the question, if a man die, shall he live again? Now, as the tree, the tree can root again and grow again. But man in this world, the Bible says we is, is appointed for man to die once 
and then the judgment. God has a season and time for all things. As the tree can re um, get rain and it can grow again and start sprouting again, man will not. Now, God is faithful to us. And God's faithfulness, my brothers and sisters, will never leave us. Things can happen to us. And we can create all kinds of difficulties in our lives. But God is faithful that he will never leave us. Now, that being said, um, when you look at, bring me up Jeremiah. I tell you what, guys, I have so many. Well, go to Jeremiah chapter 17. Go to Jeremiah chapter 17. Give me verse 9 and 10. Somebody get that for me real quick. Jeremiah chapter 17. And give me verse 9 and 10. Uh-huh. Yes, please. The heart is deceitful. The, the heart is deceitful. Above all things. Above, uh, above all things. Above all things. Desperately wicked. The heart is deceitful above all things. And Jeremiah said is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Who really can know the heart of man? Now, if you notice, man looks on the outer appearance. Man observe, we, we can observe each, each other. We can observe all of our faults and frailty. We can see our faults in action. We can observe that. Who can know? Who knows man better than God? Now listen, don't put, put a pin in that because I got to come back to that. When we say, well, as bad as David had messed up, and David did mess up. David, David had a running list of his errors. But look at God. God's faithfulness, my brothers and sisters, will not leave us. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't have or God will, will not repay what we've done. Uh-huh. Are you finished with Jeremiah? Yeah, give, give, give me 10, please. I, the Lord, search the heart. God said, listen here. I know what you see is right. I know what you observe is right. But I search the heart. I search the I, I look at what's in the heart. Uh-huh. I try the reins. I try the reins. Even to give every man according to his ways. Yes. And according to the fruit of his doings. I watch everything that every man does. I'm not. My, my, my eyes are not closed. And what you see and observe, the ugliness 
in us. Look at somebody tell them that Jesus has never had an innocent client. I search man, I I I I I have the reins on man. Uh-huh. Was that the end of that one? Yes. So God sees it. So how, how brother pastor, how out of everything that David did, um, look at his success. Look at David's success as a king. Uh-huh. And look at how David was as when he was a young person, how he demonstrated his love for God. And, and you can look at the look at the scriptures over and over again. Um, do you recall when 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 David was so upset? Um when Goliath was down in the valley and he was cursing the people of God and David was wondering how come nobody does not go down here and shut the mouth of this giant up? David goes down. Look at what he did in, in his early youth, challenging the Goliath. And uh, the strength of God was upon him. So David throughout his life sought God for guidance. Huh? But then he might have thought that only that, but he, he had such a eagerness to build God a temple. In spite of what he did, he still wanted to do and build God a temple. Why? Because he loved him some God. Uh huh? He loved God so, and God understands that. Now, if you look at um, you what you can you you can look at how we look at each other and how we move with each other, how we engage each other, even when we are found wrong in the eyes of man. How God yet deals with us. So we understand that when God rejects the things that we do, but the blessings of God, or God may withdraw his blessings from us. And when God withdraws his blessings from us, and when he does that, it leaves us in a spiritual drought. Write that down someplace. When God withdraws his blessings from us, we go into a spiritual drought. David from his time on was in a spiritual drought. And my brothers and sisters, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than being in a spiritual drought. Pastor, what, what happens in the in when a person's in a spiritual drought? Your prayers is a struggle to pray. Often you can't pray in a spiritual drought. The things that once was so easy to obtain and so easy to move in. It seemed like everything for God becomes a struggle. And our minds 
are not aligned with God. David had to suffer that thing. But watch the word. Go back to Psalms, of the 89th division of Psalms. And look at verse 33. That one you may learn tonight, praise Jesus. I'm going to constantly go back to it. Psalms 89 and 33. Nevertheless, have you ever had a nevertheless? Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. God will not suffer his faithfulness to fail. David's love for God began not after his mistakes, but David's heart, how he loved God was before. Tell yourself, stop beating up on yourself. You know, I know that the enemy has tried and will try all of us. Sooner or later, it's going to come out sooner or later. But what happens, what we have to learn um, is, give, give, me, give me Psalms 51 and 11 and hold it. What we have to understand is that we must apply the principles of God's word to our lives. Go to Psalms, the 51st is division of Psalms. When you have it, say amen. My brothers and sisters, we must apply the principles of God's word in our life. There are seasons that we go through. And something about seasons. Seasons can be tricky at times. Case in point, I think just a few days ago, didn't we have close to almost 80 degrees? And a few days before we had 80 degrees, a lot of us turned on our furnaces. Because at nighttime it was, well, pray, come on, put your hands together, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. We, we turned on, in Iowa here, we turned on our furnaces or our heat heated in our cars. Message is here. How can you have the temperature of 80 degrees outdoors and then you have your furnace turned on in your house? Sometimes our seasons get mixed up. And even though we still will have difficulties in this world, there's always an addition to what we're going to go through in our seasons. The trying of our faith, the trying yes. of our yes. faith. Yes. It must work patience. Do you not know that you can, if you don't have patience, you can lose your soul. And the enemy would have you to quit and give up. But let me tell you something. It does not mean, and in spite of what you have done, do you not know that God's 
faithfulness will never leave us. Now, it does not mean that God is going to continue to bless you. But God's faithfulness will be there. Did not Jesus say, Lord, I'll be with you even into the end of the world? Now, what does that mean? Are you with me when I'm in the valley? I know you're with me on the mountaintop because I can feel your glory. But when I'm down in the valley, God, are you with me? I can't feel you. Lord, I can't see you. God, where are you at? God said, listen here. My faithfulness is yet true. Do I like what you did? No. Do I like what you said? No. Do I know you have struggled in your life? Yes. Huh? And taking when God restricts us and allows us to go into that season of a drought, a spiritual drought. Do you not know that? Well, let's if you if you look at some of the texts. David, David inherited. David inherited something from Saul that affected his life. Saul becomes jealous of David. Now remember, um, David is Saul's son-in-law. David is married to Saul's daughter. And because David's heart was right in the eyes of God, even when he was a child, that's when God spoke and said, David is a man after my own heart. My, put a pin in well, praise, put a pin in that one. Listen, if you do make a mistake, the enemy really wants you to change the spiritual side of us. Meaning, can you pray when you're wrong? Can you pray when you know that I've not been right in the eyes of God? Well, did, did the scripture say that as long as iniquity abides in the heart, God will not hear that person? That's, that's the word. But look at your struggles and tests. Job, Job comes on the scene. I got to get back to David. Job comes on the scene. And we know from, from, from the text of history that um, Job, every day he prayed for his children. And the Bible said Job uh, ran from evil. But look at the season that he went through. The man went through a season to where he was like, it was might have been better 
if I had not even been born, than to go through what I am going through. He loved God, he feared God. And it got to the place that it was so overwhelming, but he didn't do anything. The enemy would come in and try to change his spirit. But my brothers and sisters, be careful when troubled times come. Don't let the enemy change your heart. Will you write that down? Don't let the enemy change your heart. David, David said a little different. I think he said, uh, Lord, whatever you do, don't take your spirit away from me. Look at um look at verse, look at Psalms 51. You got Psalms 51? Look at verse 11. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy what? Now, if you go back and look at verse 10, he, he writes and says, create in me a what? A clean heart. If the enemy could change your heart, that passion you had for God, if the enemy could make you change that heart towards God, David knew how important it was when God said, David's a man after my own heart. And he confesses and asks God for forgiveness of his sins. But one thing that he was bedrocked in, he did not want, praise God, Lord, don't take your spirit away from me. In the midst of my season, and Lord, if we, if we have not been through a seasonal change, just keep living. Things will come so quick and it'll change and try to change what God has done. God has already established us. Huh? God has established us. And the enemy will make us think that God does not care for us. Listen, my brothers and sisters, God, I don't care who it is, the Bible says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a what? Reproach to any people. The blessings and the guidance of God. The Spirit of God may withdraw from us. And that's what happened to Saul. God gives Saul instructions. And Saul did not keep the instructions of God. He sent the word through the prophet Samuel. And because of, of stress, because of what Saul thought might have happened, he did not keep what God told him to do. And when the prophet came and asked him, Saul, what's this bleeding I hear? What's the sound of all these animals? Did not God say when you go into that nation, kill everything? Everything and every person. But Saul said no. Within himself. I'm going to save the best 
because I want to keep them for a side. God didn't tell you to, pray, to prepare anything for sacrifice. And then when he was asked about the circumstance, the Bible said uh, that Samuel told him, you didn't keep what God said. And then the man got to the place. Well, now, was he delusional? I don't know what it was. But Samuel said, listen, it's better to obey God than the sacrifice. Huh? When we look in tonight's lesson, I, I, was, I was really looking at it, and I'm saying that we talk about David and we kind of get it, we do get it twisted. We look at David being man after God's own heart, after David's struggles. No, David's struggles was the things that God made a way for him but he decided to continue in what he did. Now, his heart was pure and his heart was right. But things kept happening. When you, when you look at David's family troubles and you look at 2 Samuel, you can write these down. Um, I gave you the 11, 2 Samuel chapter 11 verse 4. Um, first Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1. I'm going too fast. Holler at me. Second, first Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1, and second Samuel chapter 11 and verse 4. What would happen? David's wife, Michelle, she was childless. Um, Amnon, David's firstborn, had, it was incest in his family with Tamar. And Tamar was really, I think it shows you that Tamar was really the only daughter that was listed by name in the family of David. David's son is mad at his father. And tries to steal the kingdom from David. If you look at everything that went on in the family of David. God just said that God's faithfulness will not leave David. Now this scripture, my brothers and sisters, we look at Psalms 89 division verse um, 33. It shows you again in the clearest picture. God doesn't leave us. We leave him. Uh, and then the enemy will have you thinking that God has abandoned you. No. God only abandons the things that are not like him. Huh? But when we really love God and keep his commandments even though when I have our season even during a season of a drought a spiritual drought and I thank God that we can yet see God huh God is yet looking at us 
when we can't see him. It's a terrible thing when you can't see God. And the enemy uses that as an excuse for us to abandon God. Huh? Can you, when you look at backsliding, backsliding is a slow process. You just don't backslide overnight. It is a process. Huh? And then the question comes, why are we in a state of returning back into sin? Do you not know that if, listen, more praise be to God. My brothers and sisters, sooner or later, everything that has been placed in us through preaching, through teaching, through instruction, it must take root and there must be a time for application. Do you not know that God will not keep us on milk? Sooner or later, help me say sooner or later. Sooner or later, you got to understand you have to eat the whole meat of the word. How many times have you had me, how many times do you recall me saying, every now and then you got to eat your own cooking? You have to eat your own cooking. It really stood out to me. I said, Lord, you mean to tell me that first of all, the heart that David had for you, it never left. But his actions, his actions is a thing that put a wedge between God and him. My brothers and sisters, our actions can be the broken bridge that keeps us or puts us over to the other, other side. It does not mean that God does not love us. We have so many, or uh, heard so many times, and we've observed what people will Verbally say, God must not love me. Look what I'm going through. God does not love me. God has left us. God, do you not know? You can write this down. God does not leave us. We leave him. When we leave him, that is the separation. Let, let me go back again. Jesus said, I'll never leave you. Is that right? Now, let's look at that one more time. I'll never leave you. So who leaves God? If the Lord, if Christ doesn't leave us, then how do we have the separation? We must have orchestrated the movement of leaving God. Through something, huh? So if the Lord said, I'll never leave you, does that mean even when we are in a drought, a spiritual drought? But whatever, whatever the reason is, whatever has caused us not to pray, not to fast, whatever that thing is that has happened, that has put a division or a divide between us and God, 
my brothers and sisters, I want you to know tonight that God is faithful. He will not leave us. Can y'all put a praise on it? God will not leave us. Go back to um, go, go back to Job. Job chapter 14. Okay. Did I give you Jeremiah 17? And we did 9 and 10, right? Okay. Go go back to Job. If you have, look at Job 2, I believe 2 and 4. If you have it, say amen. You got Job 2 and 4? All right. Give me, give me Job 2 and 4 real quick. And Satan answered the Lord. Go back three verses above. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Yes. And Satan came also among the sons of God. Now, 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 stop. Stop. It says, and again, Satan came amongst them, right? How did he come before God? Watch me now. When the Bible de declares that Satan disguised himself as an angel of light, right? There's no sin in heaven. God called the sons of God together, and when he called that, Satan came, right? Now, if you notice, when he came amongst them, and the Bible said, and the Lord said unto Satan, out of everybody there, God called the sons of God together, the angelic beings. Satan has forfeited his right to even be in that caliber now. But yet he finds a place or he goes to God and he comes in the midst of where he used to serve. And God spies him out. I want you to underline that one. I want you to underline verse two. Because God knows when the enemy, he knows when the enemy is attacking you. He knows when, the, uh, let me say it like this. He knows when the enemy is attacking us because he attacks leaders as well as everybody else. He knows when he's attacking us and he knows the type of weapons that he's using against us. So he says that when he did what? He calls and they come in the presence of God. Is that right? Satan came also among them to watch. This is what we don't get. Look at 2B. And Satan came also among them to present what? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. Satan presents himself to God? Say it again. Oh, Satan presents himself to God. 
God calls the sons of God together and Satan comes with the sons of God and presents himself to God. What is he saying? He's saying, lay hand on yourself. Saying, I got him. Oh yes, he comes and the Lord says, listen, where, where you come from? You're here, but where, you, where did you come from? And look at the word. I'm coming from going to and fro, the width, right? And I'm walking up and down. Did it make a difference if David was king or not? Didn't make a difference. It did not make a difference how much he loved God. But Satan says, I'm coming to and fro, up and down. And what am I trying to do? Huh? And the Lord's answer to him is, listen, here, up and down, to and fro. I'm just looking for a situation that a person got themselves in that I can take full advantage and change their heart. If you notice, why, why, why did David, David say in Psalms 51 11, Lord, create in me a what? Clean heart. You can touch my mind. You can mess with my body. But Lord, I want to make sure when the day is ended that I have a clean heart. God said, I love me some David because his what? His heart is right. You know what that means? The things that we are tried in, the things that come our way, it's more... It's more than, than an, uh, a distraction. It's more than just a, an attack. It is the time that Satan is trying to change the hearts of the believer. My brothers and sisters, oh my, oh my God, hallelujah God. Stop magnifying the attacks on the flesh, but protect your heart. Come on, put a praise on somebody. It's not the attacks of the flesh, but it's the changing of the heart. Huh? And then David picks it up again in Psalms. He says, what, Psalm 51 and 11? What? Lord, whatever you do, don't take your what? See, in the season of a drought, if your spirit, if the spirit of God can be withdrawn from you, if you lose the spirit of God. See, listen, you that's when Paul said, my praise be to God. Paul talks about being an overcomer. Huh? Brother Pastor, are, 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 are you trying to tell us tonight that don't really look at the flesh? Yes, I'm telling you, it hurts. But you better guard your heart. Guard your heart and mind what through Christ Jesus. Is that right? 
So then God says, I'll tell you what. Let me, let me back up this is what I said. Pick up verse 3. Give me 2 and 3. And the Lord said unto Satan, what? How's thou considered my what? Servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth. What, what, what is he? He's perfect. An upright man. Is that right? The man is blameless. And he fears God, right? And he runs from evil. Is that right? He said, now have you considered him? Now look at Satan says again. See, he specializes in skin attacks. Can you write that down? Satan specializes in skin attacks. When when your when your skin in the wintertime, I think you need to put, we need to put more moisturize lotion on our skin because dry weather the valley experience in the valley experience where it's dry it takes the moisture out of you which is the anointing of God see when you go through your valley of experience it, it's a dry place and it extracts the spirit of God, which is the anointed. So the winter time, well, praise be to God. The winter time, it is dry. So you have to replenish your what? Skin. Is that right? It's a skin attack. But Brother Pastor, how is, a, is, how is it a skin attack? It's a skin attack because Satan says, skin for skin, all that a man have, will he do what? Will he give for his what? Life. But then he backs up in verse 5. So he knows how pure the heart is. Right? Because God tells him in verse 3. Not because he had to tell him. But he tells you what's in Job's heart. You Do you see? What's in Job's heart. What's in Job's heart comes from verse 3. My brothers and sisters, when you have that in your heart from the beginning. Thy word have I hid in my heart. In other words, God, I'm not giving you just lip service. I'm not just quoting the scripture. When I study, I'm just not reading the Bible, but I'm applying it to my heart, right? That I might not sin against thee. Satan come back in verse five and said, what, what did you say? He said, listen here, uh, put forth thy hand now and touch his bone and flesh, and he will cause thee to. He didn't say me. He didn't say God. Satan tells God, if you touch it, he didn't say. Satan said, I'll touch it. He could no, he can't. Because why? His heart. Huh? That same way that Job had the heart, David had the same heart. Well, praise be to God. He said, if you put your hand and touch him. But then God backs it up in verse 6. See, he see how the enemy is so slick. The enemy is trying to get God to do his own bidding. Huh? Oh my God today. So, but God said, listen here, God says, I tell you what. Uh, 
He's in your hands. Look at verse 6. He's not in my hands. He's in your hands. Jesus, when Jesus was led up in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, Satan tries the same thing with Jesus. And all Jesus did put the word on him. Satan will flip this thing and we say when you go through God doesn't love me no more. Who said God doesn't love you? Because you're going through, who said that God does not love you? Huh? When you're going through your valley, uh, your seasonal valley, praise God. When you're going through your seasonal, your spiritual drought, who told you that God does not love you? I'm eating up my time. Praise be to God. Who told you that? Who said that God does not love you? Well, why would God allow this thing to happen to me? Who said God doesn't love you? Go, go back, go back to Psalms 89 and verse 33. What does it say? I told you by the end of the lesson, you should know by heart. What does Psalms 89 division verse 33 say? Nevertheless, Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him. I'm not going to take it from him. Nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. I'm not going to suffer my faithfulness to fail. My brothers and sisters, God will not suffer his faithfulness to you and I to fail. Does it make a difference what you're going through? How bad your struggles are? God is not going to leave you. And we keep looking at God, where are you at? Where are you at? Where are you at? He's in the same place where he was when he first got saved. Huh? God, I can't pray. God, can we hear my prayer? God is yet in the same place. Huh? My brothers and sisters, I just wanted to tell you, to encourage you tonight, that to let you know that God's faithfulness will not leave us. If we ever need to be reassured, about where God stands with us is now because it's a skin attack. Satan has a Satan has experience with mankind. Satan has already wrote out and said, you know, I'll tell you what, you touch their flesh, and God's people will turn on God. But how many know when you really love God? See, my brother said, when you really love God, not a devil in hell can shake your foundation. That doesn't mean that you won't have no weary days and lonely nights. It does not mean that you won't go through your valleys of despair. It does not mean that you won't have affliction. For the Bible is right. The Bible that every man be alive and the word of God true. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God will deliver us out of them all. You need to put a praise on it and praise God tonight. God's faithfulness will not leave us. As I close tonight with this lesson, just a reminder, David, his heart was pure. 
And even though he messed up with God, in Psalms 51, he pleaded and asked God, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. I, 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 done, I done picked up a bad spirit somewhere. I, I, I done picked it up. But God created me. In other words, do a new thing over my God today. Hallelujah. Wash me. Cleanse me. Hallelujah. Make me over again. Wonderful Jesus. Because why God, I love you. Do you do you love God with all your heart, soul, and mind? Or do you love God just because he's blessed you and sprinkled a little bit here, a little bit there? But when you really love you some God, Paul said, I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God. And he codifies a list of circumstances. Hallelujah. But David said, can I close that one more time? Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me. God's faithfulness will never leave you. I want you to know that you that stopped by tonight. God is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanses from all unrighteousness. It's a sin attack. It's a skin attack from the enemy. He's attacks the flesh. He wants you. The thing that's been put in your heart. Uh, the enemy tries to snatch that thing out. But when you know the God of the Bible and David, when God said David is man after my own heart, that was prior to all of his ugliness that he had in his life. But God forgave that man. And even the apostles talked about David. Praise God. And God made sure, amen, when David closed his eyes, that it was well with this So I wonder if the Lord will call you tonight and you close your eyes. Is it well with your soul? Or are you going to let all of this other stuff strip you of the purity of God? Huh? But maybe if you can hold on just a little while longer and tell God, even like I'm talking to you right now, tell God, Lord, just created me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. If you receive the word tonight, put a praise on it. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord smile upon you. Tonight, you're living the word with Pastor Clay. God bless you and may the Lord smile upon you. Be blessed of God. Amen.